Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hey. Hey. How's it going? Oh, <laughs> it's the opposite of Keeps Getting Better by Christina Aguilera. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's an understatement. Well, hello, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of... Legends Only. Your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about the importance of being registered to vote and that Black Lives Matter. And that we stand in solidarity with. And we want to, as you said, issue the importance of registering to vote and that Black Lives Matter and that... You know, it's been very difficult to to care at all about pop music when heavier things are happening in the world. So I don't want to make it seem as though those things are trivial. And we just wanted to provide entertainment as we do every week. But it's it's something that I feel like we needed to address at the beginning of this because I it's weighing heavy on me and it's hard to like I don't care about pop music when these things are happening. But I still want to provide a little escapism. So yeah, it's important to talk about. Yeah. I know you and I both shared resources on social media. We have posted uh, different links for donations and petitions and things, but I just wanted to get that out there before we started this because it's definitely uncomfortable to do anything that is, you know, sort of escapist when there are much more pressing issues in the world. But we still want to keep you entertained and distract you if you can because it's heavy. Sorry, I just had a vent really quick. But I think it's good to just little throw it in at the beginning. Yeah, it's definitely like... Right, like I don't want to just be like two white gays talking about Chromatica when the world is burning, so... Yeah, I agree 100%. And it is so important for us, even though we have a small platform, we have a platform, and it's important to speak up and speak out. Yeah, for sure. And again, we will share that link below, and we also share it on our socials. There's a really great website that has everything all in one place. Um, and I guess with that said, I can awkwardly shift a gear here. Um, we also want to give a huge thank you to our supporters on patreon.com slash legends only, our legends only fans. 
you guys got a little treat this week. I uploaded the full two-hour birthday Twitch power hour for you guys to enjoy. That is the only place you can watch it now. I'm going to drop a few more little goodies in the coming days, but yeah. Now that is a true treasure because that, you know, carried us all the way through. How many White Claws was it for you? I don't even know. I don't think anybody knows, but anyway. I watched uh, it back, me leaving. Such a mess. (laughs) It was a true stunt queen move. I can't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was fun. It sure was. Well, I guess we should kick things off this week um, with none other than our queen. Yes, our queen is at it again. Yes, it's time for 24-7 quarantine knee watch. So our world is going through such hard times right now. Coronavirus. And we're all staying in. Coronavirus. And we're all staying in. I burnt my gym down. So. Coronavirus. And we're all staying in. One thing led to another and I burned it down. Stream and or purchase Glory so that we can get it on the Billboard Hot 200. All right. Well, 2020 just threw another twist at us. It did. Um, And some might say that we are predicting everything that's happening in her career. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, my God, your impact, your impact. I'm like, okay, it's really not. But right. Like, it's a little much that I I don't think we're the only ones who demanded justice for mood ring on iTunes and Spotify. But, you know, Oh no, everyone's been doing it for four years. Yeah. But anyway, if you haven't heard the news, Mood Ring from Glory, the Japanese bonus track until this week only, uh, has been released by demand by her label. <laughs> <laughs> this actually is your impact, though. I And I'm being 100% serious because I believe by demand is the spiritual sibling of Fan Demanded from RCA's sister act, Hillary Duff, which you did, in fact, demand yeah. for Sparks. Okay, so to give a little background for the girls. Oh, right. If you didn't know, so there's this queen of pop. Her name is Hillary Duff, and she came out with a song called Sparks back in 2015, and the music video was just all spawn con for Tinder. So there was, like, no actual music video. It was just her on dates for Tinder, so me, I went on and I was like, you know. It's going to be so bad. And I commented on the video and I said, please release a non-Tinder version, My Queen, which got thousands of thumbs up. And then lo and behold, like a week later, was it? Mm-hmm. Sparks fan demanded version <laughs> was released. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, work. So now, (laughs) Britney's team decided to put Mood Ring out, and in the title, in parentheses, that's what those are called, right? Those, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. (laughs) Thanks, writer girl. Um, By demand. So Sparks fan demanded version, and Mood Ring by demand are sisters, officially. Uh, Officially. I hate it. (laughs) I... I hate it. I don't, it feels so passive aggressive to be like, fine. Like, I'm sorry, this should have been on streaming the same week as everything else. There are no more like global barriers are are a thing of the past with music. Like aside from like a target exclusive track that shouldn't exist anymore. No, all songs should be out. Yeah. So 
we demanded it because it should have been out in the first place. And now they probably feel like fools because it's been number one on iTunes for two, at least two days. And they've already gotten press from Billboard. They've done interviews with the songwriters. And they got, I believe, a quote from Britney. This is what happens when fans are really, really thirsty for anything from their queen. And they finally release. Now, I did see quite a few fans pretending this is a new single, which I'm like, relax. But Well, a lot of people actually did think it was a new single yeah because nobody knows about, yeah they didn't know about glory they're not gonna know about mood ring right as we learn every day somebody new comes up to us to ask what glory is so our campaign never ends but mood ring obviously was for the diehards only who knew that there was a japanese bonus track and we've talked about it we love it and songwriter melanie fontana fontana don't know how we say it uh shared two different versions on her Instagram live the moment the song dropped uh, because, you know, songs, they have a life till they get to their final form. And there was one that they offered to the Chainsmokers and one... Which I would have stand as, of course. you know... I believe I the Chainsmokers said it was too girly or something. Ew. Wah. I know. So, gay wrongs. And then... Uh. <laughs> and then... There was the original Mustard version, which is has a little bit more of a more beat than sort of like the ethereal final version. It's just so good. And it's shocking that it's number one and for so long. Yeah, you know. And I really do hope they feel like it... clowns because join the club, first of all. First of all, join the clown club. <laughs> Y'all want to see who the true clowns are. <laughs> um, I mean, it just anyway. I agree. I They should feel like Boo Boo the Fool because, and once again, this is the barest minimum. It is very, very embarrassing that four years after an album, we get a superior album cover and a superior song that should have been there in the first place. It's like we are pulling teeth for them to do justice to a body of work that deserved it in the first place. It's oh, It gets me... I just think it's so funny that they went the extra effort to type in by demand in parentheses, just, but it took you four years to just hit upload on an MP3. <laughs> but you had to go so the extra. You though, had to go me. the extra step to be like space by demand. I feel, I feel like in their head they think that like the fans will appreciate that they got it by demand, but in my mind it just looks passive aggressive to be like fine, yeah, because. We didn't, we didn't want to do this, but here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're welcome. Yeah, you're basically, you're welcome. And also, I think it's funny that there's going to be so many people who don't listen to this podcast. They don't pay any attention at all to pop culture world, whatever. They're just on iTunes right. looking for new music. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, Britney Spears has a new song called Mood Ring by Demand. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're going to have no idea what that is. <laughs> and that... So some fans also believe that they've tried to incorporate lyrics from the song because she does say that phrase in the song. But I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. That is wrong. That is just wrong. It's it would RCA. be they, my they demand. They made the Glory cover fan demanded too. They're just, it, they love to demand. They make it seem like you had, you had the bright idea. They should have had the idea. Yeah. I wow. I just, I just can't. I, but you know what? It's there, and now I don't have to open my like iTunes MP3 thing to listen to it. Yeah, that's true. No YouTube, no iTunes MP3. It's it's a win. It's a long earned, long waited win. 
But uh, I'm really interested to see what this does for Britney because I feel like, and we've discussed her a lot, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like she was kind of feeling like she was over it. Yep. Like didn't really want to do this anymore. I'm very, very, very interested to see what her reaction is to this happening. If it's like a, oh, wait a minute. Because she's been listening to a lot of new music. You hear it in her dance videos that she posts on Instagram. She's very up to speed. She posted Malibu from Kim Petras. She was listening to Noah Cyrus. So and all like, of the TikTok trending songs. Yeah, she knows Blinding Lights. So she's in with the girls. She knows what's happening. She knows. She's a cool girl. Yeah. Yep. You know, she used to be a pretty cool chick. I think she's still that way. That's a deep cut <laughs> quote. Um, I'm really interested to see if this triggers something of an interest with her to be like, oh, I'm having these ideas, or if there's old songs that she wants to put out again. Like, I'm just very interested to see what this does. Yeah, I mean, Lord knows she has a whole vault of songs that she's recorded for different albums that haven't made the cut. Which you always um, do. Do we need to call those out now since apparently we can manifest things? I think Oh, that's we... true. There's, there's like so many that, that still need justice <clears throat> with streaming. Okay, so um, <laughs> RCA, we're going to need you to do this next. Um, yeah. Amnesia.mp3, scary.mp3, trouble.mp3, yeah. quicksand, and state of grace underscore demo.mp3, and state of grace finished.mp3. Thank you. And of course, Last but not least, apple pie. Uh, Brad. <laughs> no. Uh, what are you talking uh, about? I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> the most anticipated, you know, honestly, yeah. we laugh about it right now because it totally does not exist. But knowing how everything in life is going these days, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it did actually exist. So I you know, can't laugh at it. Just bring it on. I, I'm ready to... It'll be blueberry pie. That's his, that's what it'll She's be. She's like, let them eat pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, all that. And also rebellion while we're at it. Somebody take oh, that up. Oh, yeah, rebellion. Oh, my God. Apple pie sponsored by DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that honestly, would be in the, the title. campaign's right there. Like, there's a full campaign there. Yeah, they would pair up with some company because they can't ever do anything without SponCon and then right they would the do it over eats yeah free apple pie with your order <laughs> yeah <laughs> 15% off uber eats <laughs> i can't I, we we laugh about it now i know it'll At probably this happen point, next week it's going to be manifested cuz we've said it too much <sighs> anyway until then, and please get all of those bonus tracks from various albums on streaming already. It's embarrassing that they're not, and uh, we need justice for them. Yeah, there's a plethora. Sure is. But uh, in other news, I think anything it's time else to happening with Britney? She's just been well, strutting around, doing her looks, her poses, right? Yeah, we've got more more strut videos, more posing. Um, I'm I'm trying to think if there was a specific. No, I mean, mood it was really just the fans celebrating the Tart victory. Yeah, we and deservedly so, of course. So, well, you know, while Britney's twirling and spinning and showing off her fashions, I think um, you know what that calls for. A what? High fashion. <laughs> oh, so guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my god, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. Yes, everyone. Your favorite segment of the week. 
my favorite segment of the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, so did you catch in my power hour when I had the countdown going that I threw in this, this like original scene from Cheer? Um, yes. No, I did. Okay. Absolutely. It just like really made me giggle. It was beautiful. Yeah. It it's been so funny. I can't get over it. It's probably my favorite thing it we've really ever is. done. It's really a, a, theme a song. Work, stroke of genius. Yes. Anyway, um, but this week I do want to, you know, this is a place for legends, okay? So last week I mentioned this new show. Well, it's not new. It's new-ish. Selling Sunset on Netflix. Did you watch it yet? I have not. Oh. No, I need to. It's really quick. It's like 30-minute episodes, but there's this queen. Her name is Christine Quinn, and she's on the show. She's a Britney fan. She references Britney all the time. And she is serving fashion through the whole season one, season two. You can see the Britney inspirations. It's just, she's my new obsession. Gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I was texting you because... Free room, you said? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, there's one scene in season one where they're all like very serious and they're all like cheersing. And she's like, you know what? She's like, like Britney Spears once said, you better work, bitch. And they're all like, oh my God, yes, cheers, cheers, ladies. <laughs> and then in season two, she's having a, what's it called? A bachelorette party, or engagement party or something. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the party planner and she's like, what do you want it to look like? And she's like, well, I want a live zebra. And she's like, um, why? And she's like, have you seen the video from Britney Spears? And then she just completely uses the boys' music video as inspiration for her engagement party. And they literally bring a live zebra. So problematic. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I'm obsessed. It's such a good show. It's super quick. Eight episodes a season. 30 minutes an episode. No filler. Perfect for quarantine. And she's a Britney fan. So we, you know, you know I stand a knockoff Britney. So... Incredible. Um, she just needs a single. Check that out on Netflix. Yeah, not sponsored. Not yet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You know, I needed the laugh. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't really know if I have a high fashion editorial for the week. I guess since we're not probably going to get to it before we do the, the main event, I will just give a shout out to Miss Jada Essence Hall's final look for the RuPaul's Drag Race finale of season 12, which aired... Over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, but it's all over social anyway, so sorry. But Miss um, Hall has taken the prize. I'm very happy. And I loved her final lip sync look with the final reveal. Uh, it was a bright orange look. And then she pulled up her, what do you call that? Collar. And there was a crown. It's a cape. A cape. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be knowledgeable in fashion? I mean, we have a whole segment called High Fashion Fashion Editorial. You should know these things. (laughs) Maybe do your research. So, uh, um, (laughs) yeah, basically that was really cool and fun. And um, also shout out to Crystal's pinata look. (laughs) Oh, I... I just have to say, so I I did catch up on Drag Race, by the way. Um, yes. Crystal's pinata moment where she was just sitting in that box. And also <laughs> her doing Like a Bird, that lip sync. I don't want, I won't spoil it. Like, just go on 
RuPaul's Drag Race um, Twitter account. They post everything. They Instagram everything. Yeah, you can watch all the performances. And basically, that was like Sia's We Are Born era um, on LSG. That was a fever dream. <laughs> I laughed so hard. And it I have not so felt good. joy like that in months. It was amazing. Truly a stroke of genius. This is the best. I, I've enjoyed this season and this top three more than the past six or seven seasons. It's just been so enjoyable to me. So I hope that they all get to really, really get justice for themselves when we can go out again. Because I've, as we talked about, I just can't imagine watching yourself win Drag Race, get a bunch of texts, and then go to bed. It's yeah. like... Jesus Christ. I think they will, though, because the next season would be filming right now, and I doubt right. that they are. They're going to wait. Yeah, so next year, Drag Race, like, the cycles are going to be delayed anyway, so I feel like this and the next All-Stars cast, they're going to, I feel like, have a longer moment. Totally. Um, Deservedly. So I'm excited for that, for them, and also a big shout-out to Miss Heidi and Closet for winning Miss Congeniality. She that skit. The skit was art Everything. and just her opening look when she does an eye pop. I just laugh every time. She's so funny. I, you know, what? I'm very happy with this double crowning of who got congeniality and, and the win. And it's not like Gigi's going to be amazing. She has a huge following already. She's going to probably win in all stars in the future. She'll be good. And oh, I see what Crystal. you did there. <laughs> oh, oh. Did you not even catch it? Gigi, Gigi will be good. <laughs> Uh, good um yes wow my mind it amazes me sometimes uh and crystal definitely sort of won the heart of the season i feel so she's got a big fan following and people really enjoy her so she'll also be good they're all three of them are gonna shine from this yeah know what i will also say as a little note what? i have two things that i want to say so as someone who worked on rupaul's drag race um seasons three Correct. through seven you know, there's certain parts of the show that I feel kind of disappeared over time. And that was like the more crafty, like having the contestants actually make and build their own yeah. stuff and their own outfits. Like those were always my favorite challenges, especially a big complaint of later seasons. Yeah. Like now they just kind of show up with looks and that's fine. It's still entertaining and stuff, but there was like that craftiness that kind of went away. And I will say that the way that they did this finale, there was something about having them all tasked with doing their own performance at home that was so exciting and unexpected to see. And I hope that they actually do something like that moving forward in the future because it's kind of like yeah, Project Runway. Staging, yeah, like staging the stage, like getting more creative control of what's on the stage would be cool rather than just their outfits even. Right, and if they're um, going to do this thing where... Far months go yeah. by before they crown someone i feel like they should do like project runway does where they have the final three or four or whatever it is they send them home they give them a big check and they're like here's like whatever thousands of dollars make your own whatever collection or your own thing and come back with this concept and film your own music video like i feel like that's a fun challenge because there's such a long time from when they finish filming to the finale that they really could come up with something. Yeah, Yeah. I just thought it was exciting and it was, it kind of puts it on a more level playing field for everyone, if that makes sense. Because I feel like so many people can't, so many drag queens can't go and afford these like insane thousand dollar designer outfits. And I'm like, 
but you're still yeah that was a big appeal of the show was that it was a little bit project runway Mm -hmm. and they had to improvise on the spot and then it became who can show up with the best louboutin shoes and givenchy vintage outfit and it's like well not everyone has access and that kind of it doesn't really make you a better drag queen because you have access so I totally agree with you. I would love to get more DIY. And like some of my favorite challenges from the early seasons were like the dumpster dive and stuff. The candy challenge. The candy challenge. Like incorporating like small things into your look. Like totally. So I hope maybe this inspired them to go back to basics. (laughs) (laughs) I think it will because the fans really loved it. I mean, I loved it and I haven't. You know, I've watched as like religiously in the past few years, but I thought it was so entertaining. It definitely was. Yeah. And my second note, and then we'll get off this. Oh, yeah. Um, Heidi and Alyssa Edwards, a show. Oh, absolutely. What do we think? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Alyssa's closet. Yeah. Alyssa and closet. (laughs) Alyssa and the closet. Absolutely. She is so... She's the oh, most be, naturally funny. Oh my God, it could be, sorry, I just had like a vision. Um, oh yeah, a Ali- raven vision. Yeah, Alyssa N with the apostrophe or whatever it's called and Heidi in a oh, closet and they're in a closet yeah. and it's the two of them and it's like Alyssa's secret meets, um, I don't know what, but just them talking about anything. I totally agree with you. I think they're the most naturally funny and they can improvise and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> would be perfect yep pilot wow, that I, go mind. go screen test it whoever's can make it happen free idea you're yeah, welcome presents just like have them quarantine together and oh shoot God, for right. days. yeah <laughs> i wonder if that's what people are going to start doing if they're going to start like quarantining casts of like reality shows or productions i don't know that's a really good point i mean big brother basically is that so right they could totally do that i want to be on summer house <laughs> on well, bravo we'll that yeah, but like actually though, I'm sure we can make it happen. It'll be me and Lindsay Hubbard <laughs> as best friends. Sorry, we're this is. I mean, this is a place for legends, but you know, <laughs> sorry, you've derailed. Yeah, completely derailed the conversation. But you know what? It's fine. <laughs> we reel it in. So, uh, fashion and congratulations to all the queens, and also shout out to Pantene for providing a better stimulus check than our government to all of the queens. <laughs> 2,000 to each queen. It was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Great. We love that. We love to see it. All right. Well, shall we switch from television to music? Yes, that sounds right. So some new music this week. We have a new Kygo album. Yes, you have been waiting for this. I have. You know, we're not going to do a little deep dive here in this moment, but we have to stand. Even though he did take the album title from Casey Musgraves but we love a golden hour so right but yeah check that out yeah um and besides our main event um there is a new Melanie C Mel C of Spice Girls song called Blame It On Me which is really good I feel like her stuff lately has been fantastic I'm very into that and we didn't oh we were dragged by maybe three fans for what now for um mentioning last week Miss Carly Rae Jepsen released Dedicated Side B, and we didn't mention it. We didn't, and it's 100% my fault, so blame me. So you can call me a clown, drag me. It's not Brad's fault. Blame it's it me. on you, Yeah. Blame okay. it on me. Yeah, no, you can blame it on me a thousand percent, because I didn't listen until, like, a few days ago. <laughs> 
the thing is, okay. The concept of listening to it is I didn't listen yet. <laughs> but like, so my whole thing, and this is like, I, you know, we, whatever, this is just TMI. Well, it's not even TMI. I'm just going to say it. So my whole thing with new music is I always like to go on like a nighttime walk and listen to an entire album and like disconnect, turn my phone off, et cetera. Can't do that anymore. So no. I find myself like not finding times to fully listen to an album. So like I'll start it and then like I'll be home and work will come up or something comes up and then I stop and then I just switch and start listening to. Yeah, no, I get it. So my routine which I feel like a lot of people can relate to of like your morning commute, your nighttime commute, your weekend, like routines have just changed. So I keep forgetting to listen to new music. It's fine. It's you're absolved of the sin, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not by the, the Jep stands who came for us, but uh, now we're in it. Well, I feel like, you know, maybe dedicated needs a dedicated moment. How about that? Oh, oh, oh. But I will there it say is. my favorite track on the album is come back yeah that's solid banger with bleachers aka jack antonoff who works regularly with all the girls really that makes sense why it's good then yeah i don't like that it fades out (laughs) a little note for jack right it fades out right or is it just is that my spotify or okay i was like okay like why are you i can still hear you can you come back like where the volume up where you go literally i'm like where where are you going get back here (laughs) get her ass back here andy I understand your concern. I do not have the same concern. (laughs) (laughs) But I get it. Um, I like Comeback. I like Fake Mona Lisa. Obviously, that is a a clear attack on Britney. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, What else? I I think Stay Away. Um, I think it is a nice little accompaniment to the album, and it's... Further proof that she probably has 200 perfectly good songs that should just all come out, along with her dead and buried disco album, Disco Sweat, which she needs to just... <laughs> Every month, she but. should just release a new dedicated side C. <laughs> Have you guys listened to dedicated side L yet? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if she just put out a random letter, like side whatever? She should. She totally could, too. She has so many. So, CRJ8. Um, yeah. Kudos to Carly for being consistent as a synth pop pop queen. And yeah, get into side B. Um, so I think that's, that's about it for the new music on my end. I mean, I do have also my queen, Utada. Uh, just put out a new song that I stand very much um, as well, Darinimo Iwanai, which is in Japanese. <laughs> and it's like about basically having a fling. So, you know, very scandalous. Love and, that. And we love that. And what else did came out? I guess that's kind of everything. Well, oh, we didn't mention Tovlo also re-released her album. Maybe we did mention it. There's a song with Max Martin called Sadder, Badder, Cooler. That's the title of the new I did single not know this. The, that's a banger. But like a mid-tempo banger. And uh, her cover of I'm Coming, which is like, like one of my favorite songs of the year, her cover of it is finally on the album. So Sunshine Kitty, the fan-demanded Paw Prince edition, is out now. I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, is it? Vroom, vroom. I'm going to have to look that one up. Oh, my God. That TikTok that I sent you of the Let's Ride 
I can't. Oh my god. I can't. I that Charlie XCX clip is still so funny to me. I need it's to put amazing. it on the I might have to put it on the soundboard. I think it's at this point becoming a popular thing oh, that we I'll keep. have to look it up. I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> Basically me. Every time you mention one of your faves, I'm like, oh, who's that? Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the main event. Oh, yes. All right. Shall we pack our bags, girls? Get ready to fly. Ladies, we are taking off past Venus to the land known as Chromatica. My Stephanie Jeromato. <laughs> well, we've only been talking about it every single week since we started this podcast, but LG6 is here. She has life. arrived. She has arrived, and she's beautiful. You know, I have to say something before we get into this album. I have been very critical of our Stephanie... In recent years, I'm not going to lie. I can't hide from it. I can't take it back. It was what it was. I loved making fun of the little monsters and, you know, poking and prodding because, you know, Mm -hmm. we love our stand culture. And I was a little hard on Miss Stephanie. I have to say, this album, and we'll discuss more, is fucking fantastic. It is a return to form. Sonically is incredible. The production is incredible. And I have to give it to her. This is so cohesive the marketing the branding the concept the photography the album cover the posters the typography everything about this is fucking amazing and is everything that i love about pop music and this fantasy and her creating this alternate universe which ironically just happens to be so fitting for real life right now and this idea of like packing your bags and going to chromatica because everything here is awful is like just ironically very fitting but i just have to give it to her and that's just how that's just what i need to start this conversation by saying i feel like i need to clear and forgive or not forgive ask for forgiveness <laughs> For all of my criticism of our Miss Joanne, Stephanie Jeremato, she really fucking did that with this. Wow, that was quite a confessional. And I... Well, because I used to stand so hard, and she lost me. No, I know, we've gone on this. Yeah, we've... (laughs) You lost me. Oh, teaser of things to come. Um, Anyway. And there are tweets uh, where I was like, flop, like at Lady Gaga, so I can't... No, I know. So I feel like this is a good time to, you know, rebuke... And to come back to, uh, you know, back to come me. back to the light, <laughs> back to you. And here we are in Chromatica. And I think everything you said is how I feel about this being a solid pop era. The typography to the music, to the visuals, everything just clicks. The only thing I wish, I wish based on the first two videos, this could have easily been a visual album. And who knows, maybe she thought it was going to be. We don't know. But easily, this could have been one less than an hour video. Oh, it could be a whole movie journey. Totally. And I almost feel like it might have, there might have been an early concept to do it because the two videos are not very different if they're like as far as straight on choreography. So she could have had like cool little interludes and then go into the dancing. But I think this is totally a very visual album. And yeah, let's just dive into it. Uh, Starting with Chromatica 1. Yeah, I'll say. Yes. And shout out to 
Morgan Kibbe, uh, aka White Sea, for co-crafting the strings with Gaga. This is a cinematic moment. This is, you know, I I enjoy. Now we well, in our predictions, we thought that she was going to be talking to us. She's not doing that. Nope. But I love adding some breathers to the album with the interludes. And this is a very dramatic opening. I feel like we need like a dramatic string intro for our podcast. Oh, oh we should definitely have chromatica four. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to play that instrument or like whatever, but well, I you could I could definitely like, vocalize it. That sounded like Till the World Ends orchestral version. <laughs> oh my god, Roman's Revenge piano violin strings version. <laughs> oh my god, it's like um the uh whatchamacallit, the Ashley Tisdale interlude that's not on streaming. <laughs> A <All right>. thousand duffs. <laughs> A thousand. Uh, uh, oh my God, that uh, would be our uh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 There's so many. Th- I could. All right, we need to stop. I. Okay, we need to stop. <laughs> I'm not a vocal producer. Okay, I want to be, but one day you will be soon enough. Yeah. Anyway, that was our um, chromatica interlude. Okay. Oh yeah, just remix that. <laughs> add a little filter. We'll do a little. <laughs> It's stunning. And I will say I was, you know, I was kind of going into this album and I was like, she's going to give us some like ridiculous, you know, 45 minute interlude here. No, it's very simple. It is just a gorgeous string. It's amazing. Like it really takes you into the experience. And the way that it drops you into Alice is perfect. I love it. Yes. Alice off the top like from the beginning is a standout for me. I am, am obsessed with Alice. Uh, now, why I'm so confused, like who is Alice and why did anyone ever confuse her with Alice? Like, I'm like, wait, what? Well, it's based off of Alice in Wonderland. You- like, the, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, hold on one second. Oh my God. Like the cartoon. Yes. The blonde yes, girl. Like the classic tale of Alice in Wonderland. She's oh saying, my, my name isn't Alice, but I'm still looking for Wonderland, basically. Oh, oh okay. My dog so... is so mad at you right now for <laughs> even not getting that. Well, I was confused because of Joanne. So I was like, okay, who is, I know who Joanne. <laughs> to be fair, she does. She does. She does I'm like, who is Alice? Right. <laughs> so I thought like. I was, was just getting to know Joanne. Who's Alice? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was literally thinking. I'm like, okay, so Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my God. I'm moving away from this anyway. Okay. So yeah, Alice kicks it off with a trip into searching for Wonderland. Got it. Okay. That makes more sense because I was like, oh no, not another Joanne. (laughs) Surprise. It's another aunt. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was literally like, oh, okay. All right. So it's a little, isn't Alice the one with the, um, the Mad Hatter? Yep. Okay. So is she Disney? She, uh, yes. Yes. I don't know. All I know is there's that one um, Real Housewives commercial where they based it off of Alice in Wonderland. That's the extent of what I know. That is right. 
Yes, Alice in Wonderland is not quite a rare reference, but you know what? It's a classic. It's so good. It's um. Oh, and then I remember it had that Tim Burton version of it, like a darker version of it. Oh, yeah, that's years. right. Yeah, it was Disney, and then it was Tim Burton. And then it was that cool video, uh, the PC game. Oh, um, Kingdom Hearts or something? <laughs> no, no, that's Kingdom Hearts. But there was a game, Alice, that was like twisted version of it. That was oh. really cool. Well, don't like a... call her Alice. But anyway, and probably she was, she's, since she's a gamer, icon, and she she's makes so many references. She's not that you think about all the time. I can't. Anyway, Alice is amazing. This is a very um, comprehensive review of the song. It's amazing. Yeah, basically start there. Well, you have no choice but to start there. It's the beginning. Um, Right. (laughs) And honestly, if we're talking about the visuals, this could have easily been right up her alley. Just literally do Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. God, things that could still be. We never know. You can make things in 3D. You never know. She could do like That's an AR true. thing. Yeah. There's socially distant ways to do it. There are. Then we, of course, move into Stupid Love, which we have uh, discussed uh, at nauseum. Uh, Still love it. <laughs> Everyone was saying, they're like, oh, I can't believe like Stupid Love, the worst song on the album. And I'm like, what? Why does everyone hate it? I love it. I don't know why they hate it. I think it's fun. It's good. I enjoy it. And I think it's it makes sense as one of the singles, in my opinion. Although I need I need like several new singles now, but, but yeah, tried and true, stupid love, then into rain on me, which we've also discussed ad nauseum. So good with our little Ariana, um, and then we move on to free woman, which leaked like very early on. Although I know you did not listen, I did not. I was like, you know what? I'm not. I don't care enough to listen to leaks. It's yeah. also just a pain in the ass trying to find them. So it's so much easier just to yeah. wait for it to be on my Spotify. <laughs> exactly. No, it's good that you waited. And I, because I had like slight demo itis, which is when you like fall in love with the first version that you've heard. Cause it's, it's different. Like with blackout, it's like the demos. Some of them are better. Oh, exactly. Like with blackout or with rebel heart from Madonna, even though like some of them were objectively better, like, break the ice breakdown and all of that right but yeah free woman um i love this one it kind of reminds me of um this could also have a music video because i feel like she's talking about her early days in new york yes and it could have such a good you know the city downtown on chromatica it could be a new york chromatica hybrid and she's free she doesn't need a man she owns the city Ugh. Totally. She talked about it in her hour-long Zane Lowe interview, and she actually said that it kind of came from, she said, I was sexually assaulted by a music producer, and it's compounded all my feelings about life and the industry and what I had to compromise. And then I was finally like, you know what? I'm not nothing without a steady hand. I'm not nothing unless I know I can. I'm not going to define myself as a survivor or a victim. I'm just a person that is free who went through some fucked up shit. That's what she said. And uh, you can kind of feel that kind of catharsis in the song. It's very uh, free. It's very... It's very empowering. Empowering in a way that... I think I said this with Raina. Oh, God. Puberty. (laughs) See, you're kind of lucky that your mic cuts out all the time because you couldn't hear that one. (laughs) You got lucky. (laughs) Um, I feel like she... In the way that I thought that some of the empowerment was a little clunky on Born This Way, for me personally, don't kill me. I, no, I, I agree feel like with that. It's, 
it's a little more um, believable, not believable, but just like I can get into this fantasy a little more of, of feeling empowered by this song. Well, it feels and I just like think she's in more, such a better place. That for sure. And it just feels a little more effortless. It doesn't feel like she's trying to be too serious or too... Like these f- lyrics kind of feel like they flowed from her a little Right, less. like it, it feels fully yeah. liberated. Totally. So we stand, and also it reminds me of uh, Madonna, but like in, not in a way. A lot of this reminds me of Madonna, I should say, in a, in a way that is like not a bite, but merely because she made an early 90s, mid-90s dance house album. Inevitably, that is an era that Madonna dominated, and it's going to sound like Madonna. It's also going to sound like Labouche and like all these other <laughs> like club acts and sounds. And so it's done I don't in a way that, that is smart and creative. Yeah. Like it's the influences are there. It's not a direct ripoff of anything. It's such a good homage right. to that era of music. Totally. So when I say it sounds like Madonna, it's a compliment, and I'm so beyond like any little Madonster or Madonna fan who is trying to be like, she's ripping off. I'm it's so tired. It's it's so tired. This well, album also, really made it clear. Yeah. Didn't she just talk with, um, what's his name? There was an interview that was out on Twitter where she was talking about how she hung out with Madonna recently. Oh, I didn't see that, but I, yeah, was, she I, told some kind of story about how she hung out with Madonna and they were trying to get Taco Bell. I'll find it and, um, Insert it in here. <laughs> and actually, I went to go hang out with Madonna at her manager's house. And I got to the house and I was I was just chilling with Madonna while like all these security guards were like <laughs> just side-eyeing me from, you know, every corner of the room. And every time I hugged someone, they, they would like like get a little closer to make sure it was still on. And then and then I left and I really wanted to go to Taco Bell. So we were trying to go to Taco Bell. And then all of a sudden the car got pulled over by Tiffany's security. And it was p- very politely moved, removed from my neck. So then well, someone tweeted it. They that. clipped that and they were like, everyone, like the feud is over. This is done. Like, stop. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm sick. Yeah, exactly. This is so tired. Like, yes, the whole born this way, express yourself thing was a moment. Yeah. And it you know, it kind of, it was what it was, but we've moved past that. Exactly. And I think this album, although several albums deep, she's made it clear, like, Gaga is not Madonna and doesn't, she has her own sound. Mm -hmm. It's very clear what she does now. It's, this is her gig. It's a different gig. It's just, they might be two Italian girls in New York City or whatever, but if you're making those comparisons in a negative way, I just feel like you're... You're like out of touch at this point. Right. Like it's just so tired and it's so boring and so boring. Yeah. Moving on, um, a song called Fun Tonight, which is about what's that like? You know, not having fun, (laughs) which I have to stand the message of that song. (laughs) Right. Cause relatable. I can't remember the last time I had fun in life. No, exactly. Actually, no, it's a lie. I can. She didn't mean to, but. I loved, there were some references in here. She referenced, she says, uh, you love the paparazzi, love the fame, even though you know it causes me pain. And I was like, oh, a little throwback mm-hmm. to um, her first version of herself that we met her with. Um, she also says, I feel like I'm in a prison hell and stick my hands through the st- steel bars and yell. Very um, quarantine feelings. So yeah, I feel like this was an accidental quarantine anthem. So this also, in her interview, she said that this song meant a lot to her about 
how the people in her life tried to get her to smile and she just wasn't there. I feel like that's the thesis of this album is she made an album of dance music against her wishes and desires because she knew she needed the joy of it. She's, she basically was like, I was in a depressed place, but I was making fun music almost as though I had to, to convince myself to shake it off, basically. Right. And which, I feel like this is such... Which is a relatable, so relatable experience, too. Like, I mean, it's kind of like when we do this podcast, it's like mm-hmm. shaking things off to like make things creatively to stay... I mean, it's always been like my lifeline is trying to be creative and trying to do something funny. And so... I thought it was cool that she revealed that and was vulnerable about that. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's kind of the whole point of this album is like she got back to basics because she said like Joanne did not heal her relationship with her father, didn't fix her father. And that was like a failed attempt. And not that she hates the album, but she just realized like that didn't work the way she thought it would. And I feel like this is so much more successful in that mission of, making happy music to snap yourself out of it, even if it goes against everything you're feeling right now Mm -hmm. and also being honest with the lyrics. Yeah. So I definitely, I feel like above all the message of fun tonight is, is solid. Then we move on and we get Chromatica two, which also slaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another beautiful interlude. It is. So we get a little transition and we go into another favorite of mine on the album. And this transition is having all the girls going crazy. It's perfect. It is really perfect. So this is 911, not a cover of Britney's Unreleased, but an original about, actually about the medicine that she takes. Mm. She It's about an antipsychotic that she takes. And I, one of my favorite hooks of this album for sure is my biggest enemy is me papa 911 like that is in my head all the time it's It's really a vulnerable track it is she basically is like opening up about anxiety and everything that's going on in her head but the song is very electro pop robo pop really actually reminds me for my j-pop stands of the group perfume slightly like kind of pico pop-ish but very like techno anyway another highlight for me and Okay, we move on to Plastic Doll. So good. You know, obviously, she was she had original doll in her mind. Similar concept. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Basically, something that she's talked about before of not being the generic or a plastic doll. Feelings about the industry, things like that. It is It is original doll. It's Mannequin, Britney. Yeah. Um, I love... I love this song as well, actually. It kind of reminds me of uh, the visuals she did in Bad Romance, how she was playing that kind of, like, character in front of all those men. Oh, right. And so, like, when I was listening to the album, and she's saying, like, Plastic Doll or whatever, I just got the visual of that kind of music video. I don't know why it popped in my head, but that's been a theme that she's kind of talked about throughout her entire career is, like, the fame. And then... Yeah. It's cool, because she's, like, I fit that, am I your type now? Like, mm-hmm. I've got blonde hair and hairy lips. It, right. I, you know, the more I go through the lyrics, the more I'm like, this is maybe you're lyrically your best because you're hitting. I was going to save it for the end, but that's what yeah. I was going to say. I feel like I've seen a lot of like people mocking the lyrics, but I'm like, I think this is the perfect blend of Gaga-isms and truth. Yeah. And honesty. It's a perfect blend of both. Like, we're actually seeing, I feel, an authentic genuine raw vulnerable gaga 
that is completely genuine and does not feel forced and is just raw and real. And there's so many similar sounds and subtle sounds where I'm like, oh, that reminds me of the fame or the fame monster. And totally. She throws in umamas and like all the very, you know, poker face isms. She's honoring that legacy. Mm-hmm. It's her now. Now she has a sound. Like more than ever, I was thinking of this like, oh, okay, this is a gaga sound. This is born this way. This sounds like Electro Chapel. Like this, I can really tell that she has her own sound now. Yeah. So moving on. So sour candy. <laughs> so we move on to what was my most highly anticipated song, which is Sour Candy with Black Pink. Did it deliver for um, you? <sighs> oh. So I enjoy it a lot. I do. I do think it's more of a Blackpink song than a Gaga song. I feel like they're in it more, which I don't mind at all, but I do find it kind of strange that I feel like they mostly dominate the song. They do. Yeah. But not in a bad way. No, no, no. Obviously, I love them. And I I think it's addicting. I think it's a really replayable song. I have to get over my old ass preconception about like what how long a pop song should be because 238... Two minutes, 38 seconds for a song is just, it felt more like an interlude than a, than a full song. I needed another verse or another chorus or it goes by fast for me. It does go fast. And I thought to have this massive girl group and just kind of, I mean, that's five people on a song in two minutes. It's, it's a little too short for me. And so I thought it was slightly a missed opportunity, but I also think it's really fun. Definitely the most escapist track, I think, on Oh, God, pork. <laughs> Puberty. Are you choking on some sour candy? Uh, basically, you know, this is just a fun escapist pop song. Can I say something here? And I don't know if this is correct or if anyone else agrees with me, but okay. I feel like Britney could be on this song. Oh. Not that I don't it like might... Blackpink on it, but I was like, oh, Britney could yeah. jump on a verse here. I also, it's probably because of the track length. For some reason, Shattered Glass came to mind. Mm. just that sort of like really hectic like ends too quickly kind of vibe is kind of how i feel about sour candy i'm like this is really interesting i wish this was more fully fleshed out yeah but i i mean i still love it i i think it's good i'm glad that blackpink got their shine and i know that the song was doing really well on streaming and everything she released it a day before the album so i'm very happy for them i need them to now drop their album but that's a whole other thing so Sour Candy. And then we go into the title of her long-running Las Vegas residency, Enigma. I have to say, I was Uh not expecting a lot from this. I was kind of like, oh, that one's going to be... I mean, we said it. You know, I've said what I said on this podcast. I can't walk it back. Uh Uh-huh. I was kind of like, oh, is this going to be... Like, whatever. This was shockingly amazing. Yeah. I I needed to, like let it marinate for a minute but that same chorus i don't know if it what does it remind me of maybe Cher or elton john or something very that the drama of it we could be lovers even just tonight yeah i think it also reminds me of the actual title song art pop not sonically so much but just that whole like my art pop can be anything i'll be your enigma this is her kind of next version of that in my opinion Mm -hmm. like we could be anything you want. I'll be your art pop. I'll be your enigma. <laughs> yeah, it's like an upgraded art pop. Yeah. So we love to see it. And then we move on to replay. Sadly, not the Eaz <laughs> song. 
<laughs> but replay snapped. Right? Yeah. At first listen, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know. And then I went back to it and I was like, oh, oh, oh. I a few things to say. For some reason, this actually reminds me of Americano a little bit. I'm born this way. Ooh. That's sort of like, it kind of feels like there's like a party happening or something on the track. Just kind of like the cyclical, I don't even know how to describe it. I just kind of feel Americano. The outro, when she says your monsters torture me, I was <laughs> sure that she said little monsters torture me and i was like finally you can say that you hate your fans <laughs> right <laughs> i love that we're all like listening we're like same yeah same stephanie <laughs> they torture us too they called us clowns <laughs> they told me that my fave can't sing they told me that my fave can't dance anymore they torture me too stephanie oh my god and we I torture them. That. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm obsessed with it. I, it's so smart. I mean, she knows what she's doing. She does. This is in my, I mean, I'm assuming the monster is like trauma inside of her. And it's like, in my opinion, this is such a personal album, oddly, that could go track to track and you wouldn't really notice it if you weren't paying attention. I feel like they all kind of flow into each other too. Like you yeah. can listen to this start to finish and it's an experience. Agreed. It's not like Confessions um, on a Dance Floor where the actual beats kind of blend into each other, but it is a flow. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can talk about the fact I saw a lot of very um, brave comparisons on the timeline, but I don't even want to discredit it. But I saw people saying it's her blackout, it's her confessions. And I don't love to jump to those conclusions yet for a new album because everyone's always way too hyped and excited. But there's something to be said about I don't I don't think she has an album that is as start to finish as this. I agree like, with that. You just can go. It's you can just hit play. Play. Yeah. And you don't have the peaks and valleys of mid tempos and ballads at all. It's just no. a full dance record. No. So I Speaking can see of why flow, you get. Uh, oh, there we go. The next part of the album, I think, as of I'm as of right now, as I'm recording this, is my favorite. Yeah, yeah I can definitely would not disagree. It is um, Chromatica three. Chromatica three into sign from above. The other girls couldn't do. <laughs> now yes. there is for the gamers out there. There's a few of you. I kind of hear a little bit of the Animal Crossing theme song in Chromatica 3, the horn. Oh my God. Like that. <laughs> Someone out there, um, please tell me that you hear it too. There's like a hint of it. And I obviously it's not. She's, well, I don't know. Maybe she did put the Animal Crossing I like horn. The, she added Spotify descriptions to the interlude. Oh. And she said, I believe this music is an expression of the understanding that in life things will be hard, but many hard things are followed by revelations. Mm. So that was her Chromatica 3 snap. And then we get into what I think is the most surprising song on the album. I also agree with that statement that you just made. <laughs> when I saw there was an Elton John feature, I said, oh, okay, cool, a ballad that I will skip. <laughs> wow. The disrespect Instead, to a legend. Right. I say that as, like, I mean, I can't name, like, a single Elton John song. <laughs> Should I just confess that now? Canceled. By the, oh, wait, no, I, I know Candle in the Wind. There you go. By the little Eltons, canceled. 
Um, I did not expect her to give Miss Elton a bottle of poppers and say we're going to the dance floor because this is one of the weirdest songs and coolest productions on the album. Agreed. Another standout for me. It's in my top three on the album. Definitely. This one, I feel like, wouldn't work as well like at the club, per se, but it's like a mighty dance record. It just takes a, a while to build, and it tells a story, and it's very epic, in my opinion. I just think it's like... It's so epic. The yeah. way that it's... You have to start at Chromatica 3, so turn off Random Shuffle, turn off Crossfade, right. turn off all of those things, and just start at Chromatica 3. It will swoop you into Sign From Above, and you will go on a journey sonically, and it is fantastic. Right. And so to clarify, sign, S-I-N-E. Yeah, what does um, that mean? Gaga said in her Apple Music interview that it's because it's sound wave, and the sound from above is what healed her to dance out of the album, that she was like, let me pay tribute to the thing that has revived me, and that is music. See, so, I love that. Me too. And it's exactly kind of what the thesis of the album is, which is like, she's just kind of preying on that music to pull her out of her depression, which is right. super relatable. I think this is an epic song. And I think the Elton feature is just so surprising. He validates it by, you know, it's a legend on legend moment, but it also makes him more current than ever. You know, he sounds great on the song, in my opinion. And he's Gaga's just brought him into 2020. Like, yeah. I wish it was Cher because I'm selfish. Oh, but my God. Could you imagine? I, All three of them. Imagine? This is the place um, for legends. Okay. But, you know, of that sort of standing in, in pop culture, I would love, you know, I want more like legend features that are like this, where it's like they sound current. They sound, you know, I don't want a stripped down piano ballad with a legend. I want like, it sounds like Elton is on the dance floor. Yeah. Like, the two of them packed their bags. They went to Chromatica and made a new sound. Yeah. Yeah. And then the outro is insane. She decides to veer into drum and bass, like UK sound. That is so cool. It just the last 40 seconds or so of it. It's so visual too. Like I feel like if you just, if you can take a moment to escape for a second and just kind of, you know, immerse yourself in the music, Mm -hmm. it pulls you, the way that Chromatica 3 drops you into the song, the outro sucks you out of it and throws you into the next track. It's just so rich and smart and good yeah it really is it really they've they nailed it with this one and in thinking about the whole body of work and not just the song itself Mm -hmm. and that's when we tumble into there could be 999 doves in a room (laughs) but you just need one problematic animal rights (laughs) yeah that's true that's too many doves in a room but a thousand doves this is my favorite song on the album I am obsessed with this song. It is so... Now, I'm from New Jersey. (laughs) Heard of it. So, heard of it. This (laughs) is so infused with 90s house. Like, I feel like I'm on the dance floor at Paradise in Asbury (laughs) Park, which, you know, because sometimes the girls in Jersey, they're a little behind. They still play the 90s beats, and I fucking stan. This is that. It is so perfect, Oh, it just takes me to, I can't even put like a, a paint a picture for everyone. It's just like Jersey 2020 pop gay Gaga perfection. It's 
a beautiful song. The message is beautiful, too. The lyrics, the emotions. This is emo electronic. You guys know I've been screaming this since Mm -hmm. the beginning of our podcast. That's my favorite is emo electronic. What's that called? It's like emotron. Is that the term for it now? Sure. Emotronic. Yeah. My playlist is titled Emotional Tit Shakers. That's what I call it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what this is. That is absolutely what this is. Super catchy, too. Just every... I have thousand... uh, uh, Like that part. uh, 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 uh. And there's also a piano version of it. I saw that. Yeah, that's the bonus uh, Target exclusive among them. There's also song called love me right and two stupid love remixes but um oh i haven't heard those yet yeah this is definitely a highlight for me too yeah my um top three are alice sign from above and a thousand doves oh that's like a solid list Mm -hmm. i'd probably say the same i really do love 911 but yeah i agree um oh wait actually we're getting into one that probably might be in the top three oh really Possibly some days. I'm still, you know, I'm still marinating, but we're going to end off with a bang Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> Bobylon. <laughs> yeah, Bobylon. Um, okay, so I'm going to say something here and you're going to hate me for it and probably hang up. Oh. This is giving me Countess Luann feeling Giovanni tease. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as a compliment. That is a high compliment. I mean, for me, this song, I know I just gave my spiel, but she said, oh, I ripped off Express Yourself for Born This Way. Now watch me do Vogue. <laughs> oh, wait for a minute. Me, I didn't even... extremely Vogue. Ba, ba, Babylon. Like, strut okay, it out. Okay, I hear it. Sh- yeah. Ba- oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, this is very Madonna-ish. Um, Super Madonna. But it's Only so gaga. Yes. Oh, because it, Fashion. the lyrics are so funny, but like not like my, making fun of her, but like no. serve it to me ancient city style. We can party like it's BC. Well, isn't that what Babylon is? Isn't that like a place? Yeah. I'm going to, so it's like, I've it, already sounds stupid this entire episode. I probably should shut up. <laughs> the ancient city of Babylon. Yeah. So she's talking about the ancient is it real? city. So it's, yeah. Oh, like actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's referenced. Yeah. It's real, but it's also like referenced in the Bible. So it's oh. like, Sort of like this religious sort of imagery as well. But basically, this is about uh, gossip. And there's also a lot of references to the actual biblical story of Babylon and the Tower of Babel that I still haven't fully dived into. But she also shouts out Blood Pop. Blood Pop is all over the album, right? Yeah, he is. And I don't know how deeply she is. You know, I'm assuming this is all the reference, but like basically the, the story of Babel, like the Tower of Babel, is that the citizens were like God changed their language. So they created, and this is from the genius annotations, by the way. So I'm not sure how valid it is, but God created, changed their language, creating chaos and miscommunication. Therefore, Gaga is kind of like taking that story and putting it into the song of contextualizing gossip as an evil thing Hmm. and also um, dysfunctional form of communication. That's somebody's interpretation of it. I don't know how deep she actually went with it, but it would make sense because the story is about how God changed their language. So, and the song's about talking it out, babbling on. But in any case, it's a good song. (laughs) Oh, is it like a play off the words? Like babble? Yeah. Babble on? Yeah. Oh. 
Wow. So I've learned so much today. I learned that Alice was about Alice in Wonderland, what sign mm-hmm. means, and what Babylon means. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And now I just love it even more because I'm like, oh, it's even but smarter than I thought. It is. Wow. So. And that is Chromatica. That is Chromatica, except if you bought the Target exclusive edition and you got a few more tracks to go. But, you know, as far as streaming, unless <laughs> a Thousand Doves piano version by demand shows up on streaming next week, which it should, that is the album. Now, I am just thoroughly impressed with it. I feel like this is a successful album. This is, it at times indirectly speaks to what we're all going through right now, but ultimately it's dance floor escapism that was always needed to begin with, more so now than ever, except for the fact that we can't go out. But I just think she really, she nailed being herself and calling back herself and what we loved about her in the first place. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I I think this album is amazing and there's so many sounds that I love and I think it's so smart what she did and I am so excited for the first time in a really long time to see what she does with this album I feel like she's so creative and she's so smart that her of all people will figure out something to do with this whole quarantine situation and she's a gamer and so I'm just excited to see how she takes this album experience and transforms it into the next stage of shows and like concerts and performances, et cetera, et cetera. I just think she of all people being such a tech nerd will just really put out something that's fucking cool and really innovative. I feel like, so that's exciting. Yeah. I feel like the Chromatica ball, what it was going to be now she has even more time to conceptualize it and can make it even bigger because you can go you can go crazy with this concept obviously oh you... crash land into a planet there yeah. was that um the video that someone posted i think it was was it skrillex or blood pop someone posted mm. like an artist made a 3d rendering of like this robot woman that had the chromatica label stamped in her arm and it was like this insane 3d rendering and I was like, yep. wait, is that something for like a concert, like a live show or something? I don't know. But the possibilities are endless. I they mean, are shit, endless. Got... And I think <laughs> once you can bring this live. The Break the Ice music video, the anime <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> Anything oh, is possible. Exactly. That's what we're going to get for the rest. <laughs> well, I think it is a truly successful album. Mm-hmm. And I think it manages to be fun and escapist and also offer deeper meanings if you want to dive into the meanings of the lyrics if you know and that kind of makes for me it actually reminds me more of because we had just been talking about it Khalees flesh tone because from a distance that is also a very escapist dance record but mm-hmm. then it was in fact very personal and empowering and you know about motherhood and everything so that's for me it actually comparison. reminds me more of that it's got, it's got the interludes too yeah so, also, know what I was thinking too, and this is another free idea. This album would mm. also work, and this isn't as like a um, not a diss to the lyrics because I love the lyrics, especially Thousand Doves. Like right now, the visual of like just nudge me up and like lift me up a little bit because I have broken arms and I just want to fly like a thousand doves. I'm, like, I was like sobbing the other day listening to the song, and I was like, that's what I need. Um, I know, it's very good. 
but you could take Chromatica and you could strip all of the vocals out of it. And from start to finish, it is such a beautiful instrumental album as well. Yeah, it is. She, like, she could do that. And I feel like... Um, it is. I really love all of the 90s references. Oh, it's so good. And that Chromatica Spotify playlist is phenomenal as well. Like they really did that. Yeah, if you didn't know, she made a Welcome to Chromatica playlist, and they, and I also like that she sort of laid her cards down from the very beginning. It was like, right? this is what inspired it. Like, we don't have to play the game of oh my god, she ripped off Madonna, she ripped off like this club classic. It's like no, no, no. And all of that got shut down so fast. Oh when yeah, I was we, pulling up Swish Swish, and I'm like, it's not Swish. Yeah, we didn't like, mention no. that during Sour Candy. It's Which not swish fine. swish. It's all, you know. There's a Maya Jane Coles song that that Zara Larson and Swish Swish and like this one are all reminiscent of. And then, but it also goes back to just like the Korg keyboard and the organ sound that was so prevalent in all of '90s like club music. Yeah. And Robin S's "Show Me Love" and like it goes back to that. It goes back to that whole instrument and sound, and it's just. I think the cool thing about it, somebody said once, if you can't specifically call out the song that it's ripping off, if everyone's arguing about which song it rips off, that's the sign of a successful song. Because I agree. I think that's what this album is. It's like you can scream about this one's a little Madonna Vogue, this one's a little swish swish, but it's it's not. It's not a rip a direct rip off of anything. Nope. It's kind of like um speaking of glory, since we like to do that on this podcast, um hard to forget ya was like that for me. Which one? Hard to forget, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this kind of gives me Mandy more candy, but also oh, yeah, Smash that's right. Mouth, All Star. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is Disagreed it? Disagreed on what it reminded them of. Yeah, it's like that. It's like you're taking these sonic hints of things. And it's like, ooh. I totally agree. So I think this is probably her most realized project. Cohesive, yeah, as smartest. Yeah. I think, and that's like as an album as a whole, I think she obviously has bigger anthems like Bad Romance, bigger top 40 pop anthems. But as far as like a full project, I think this is one of her strongest. Agreed. It'll be interesting to see how it stands the test of time. I I think it could hold up. I think so too, especially because she doesn't make any effort to sound current. It's it's already... What is is current anymore? It's like... I mean, it's freaking June already. I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> what is even anything? True. I also uh, feel like she could do, and I'm giving away too many free ideas on this podcast today, but it's fine. She what? could do, like you said, a full visual experience of this, and it could live as a moment. Um, I totally agree with you. Oh, sorry. A dog is running through my yard. That is not mine. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fine. We gave Chromatica, we don't have a rating system. (laughs) 10 out of 10 for me. I don't really have complaints, so I guess same, because I don't, I don't know, I I need to... I fully escaped into the Chromatica fantasy. I was happy there, and I enjoyed it, and I have found myself going back for more, and I want more. Yeah, I'm really excited to, like, run to it, to just, like, dance to it one day (laughs) at the club. I a am thousand very <laughs> That's going to be us at Posh the first time we're allowed to go back out. Literally. Play a thousand dubs. <laughs> 
play back to me. It came out three years ago. Yeah, right. God, it's going to be like us in 2023. Don't even say it. Uh, Don't speak it into existence. Take us back to Chromatica. We want to go back to 2020. Said no one ever. But like... (laughs) Anyway. Uh, No, yeah, exactly. This is like Dua's album. This is like one brief moment of taking us completely out of our world. Mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative of it. Very appreciative of Gaga and all the work that she's done. Both right. for the I album. I saw tweet. They just said, um, I just want to give Lady Gaga a hug. And I was like, you know what? That is so true. Like that's, I just want to be like, oh, my Stephanie. Oh, come here, my little Stephanie. I'm just going to give you a hug. I would, except if she's wearing that, she keeps wearing these like spiky chokers. And that I don't would, even care. I would cut me, but <laughs> <laughs> right in the eye. But, um, you know, otherwise, I totally agree. And I frankly think a lot of the criticism comes from deep-rooted Stan Wars and, like, not liking her. I've I've seen some... I think some of the negativity is, like, about her and not the music. Because right. if you just let go, I think it's... Right, because if you look at this objectively, it is such a perfect pop. Like, everything we love and yeah. praise on here as like a pop star, like what, what we want from pop stars, Chromatica delivered. And I think people, I also think that it's because it's a full on dance record that some people are mad that they don't get their piano ballads and shit like that, where it's like, this is not for you. This is not the album for you. And that's why listen to cheek to cheek. We've got cheek to cheek. You had that moment. (laughs) Go on YouTube and, and type in Lady Gaga Chromatica piano cover. There's plenty. There are, and inevitably she'll probably play some at home for us. Yeah. I would love to hear the Thousand Doves stream. I wouldn't. I like it as <laughs> the Jersey anthem that it is, but... Well, in any case... Anyway... It is a well done for our Stephanie Germato. <laughs> I am dying to find out if Wendy will comment on it. She's off the air. Oh. <sighs> Is she? Yeah, she's not doing... But she, like, wasn't feeling well or something. Oh, no. I know. Uh, well, otherwise, I guess we're the ones commenting on it, and we think it's just great. Stephanie Jeremato's... I can't wait. I'm going to listen to it the second I hang up with you. What do we think that she's going to call it if she ever references it? Because she calls art pop, pop art. Oh, Wendy? <laughs> yes. She can't say Chromatica. There's no way. She butchers every album title. Ooh, I wonder what she would call it. Have you heard this Chromatic? She would call it Chromatic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm about to hang up and listen to it now, too. Yeah, same. And hopefully you at home as well. Tweet yeah, we us, hope you like it. Tweet us and let us know what your favorite track is. Exactly. And so, uh, next week, speaking of legends, you know, that's what we do here. You know, next week I'm feeling a little out of control. Oh, are you feeling... Is it me? Do you want to get crazy? Well, I don't give a... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone. We just uh, got another moment coming next week. So pack your bags, go to Chromatica, come back next week. We'll see you then. Amen. See you soon. They're going from chromatic to bionic. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't wait. All right. Well, I think that's all for this week, right? I think so. This is more than enough. 
So everybody at home, we hope that you are staying safe, staying sane, and just getting through it like we are. And till next week, we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.